It's the week of March 11th, and this is MASHcast number 84. Episode of the Mash Those Buttons Mashcast. I'm Jarrett. I'm here with staff writer and podcast host Nick Zelenkevich. Hey, how's everybody doing? And also here with guest host Mikey Kenny. Yo. Right, it's like the third week in a row for Mike. I don't. You, you, if I start calling him a regular host, then he disappears into the shadows again. <laughs> so very call me a guest just so it feels special. You gotta make me feel special, or I don't come back. Exactly. Do you, you guys see what I'm dealing with over here? Yeah. But uh yeah, welcome to I like uh oh. Like... Now he's gonna interrupt used... me during the intro? God damn. <laughs> no, it's just funny because it went from like writer, host, guest host, writer, guest host, writer sometimes. Here, yeah, here. Uh huh. <laughs> well, as I was about to say, welcome to Mashcast number eighty four. Um quite a few things are happening. Packs coming up, but we're not actually going to talk about that. I'm just excited that PAX is coming soon. <laughs> so I had to... Oh, I'm jealous of y'all. Shut up about it. No, I'm kidding. Don't <laughs> shut up about it. I want to hear about it. Yeah, but there's, <laughs> there's there are definitely a couple things brewing. Uh, but let's first things first. Let's see what everybody's been playing. Why don't you go first, Nick? Uh, let's see. I've been playing uh, Patch Boy 5.2, the Thunder King in WoW, uh, enjoying, enjoying the Isle of Giants with all the dinosaurs, and uh, the Isle of Thunder... Enjoying it not as much though, and also um, I played a little bit of Spec Ops: The Line the other day, and uh, yeah, I suck at shooters, so it's going to take me a while to get through that. Okay, well, did you, well how much of Spec Ops mm. did you play? Not much, not much. I'm still in the very early stages, so. Like, um, did you like go into the city yet, or? Um, I got. In, I'm in the nest, and uh, I think. Yeah, so it's it's maybe maybe I played for maybe about forty forty minutes or so. Yeah, see, I couldn't do that with that game. Like, yeah. I played that game in like uh, like two plus hour chunks. But you're also good at shooters, so, that <laughs> so even is then, actually, I should, I should even that is for true. That. My forty plus minutes was probably like fifteen minutes for you, because <laughs> it was you know like die two times. It was just stupid stuff, and gotcha. then then uh, finally make it to the next ch- checkpoint, and then finally uh, it got it did get frustrating, but. It's all on me. I know I suck at it. Oh, okay. Uh, well, how about you, Mike? Uh, I finished Tomb Raider a couple days ago. Um, it was fun. I will say I don't feel the need to go back and do the open world crap, though. Um, I caught a lot of the tombs on my way through the main quest. Um... It was fun. I, I mean, I recommend people play it at least once. Like, give it at least one go through. But I honestly don't feel like I need to play it again, if that makes sense. It feels like Uncharted. Like, I have always played Uncharted one time all the way through, and then I never feel like I need to play it again. 
So that's kind of how I feel about Tomb Raider. But it was fun. I enjoyed my time with it. Ending kind of was a letdown a little bit to me, but I don't know. Uh, I, 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 I kind of want to ask, what were you expecting? But then I don't want to <laughs> spoil anything. I mean... Well, I wasn't really... Exp- like, I don't know. Just something... I just wanted the boss battle to be more interesting. The final boss to be more interesting than what it was. Yeah, yeah, okay, I can agree with that. I like, was, it was... I was going to say, I, I want it to be more interesting. How? I just do! Because! Like, I don't, I don't, you know, using like, those big words. Well, like, I don't... I wanted the boss battle to be more interesting, and I wanted there to be more interaction with the spiritual kind of side than See, it, than it was. See? You're spoiling it right now. Huh? You're spoiling right now. Alright. <laughs> you, you need to I'll learn the now. art of not spoiling, of talking about something and not spoiling. How is saying spirit... Alright, never mind. Well, now who people who don't play know that there is a spiritual side to it when they didn't know it's before. It's Tomb Raider. When has there not been some kind of like mythological bullshit going on in the background? That's true. I'll give you that. But you, you, you <laughs> don't know right away. Well. Like, there's always any kind of Indiana Jones-ish kind of game has something mythological boiling in the background. Okay. You win that one. Mikey has won an <laughs> argument. <laughs> I'll give you that. Somebody's still pissed, though. I can tell you that much. Like, God damn it, it, Mikey! I didn't get there yet. <laughs> but yeah, if they uh. didn't get there, they didn't get there from the very beginning of the game. <laughs> That's true. Sorry. I'll be honest with you. I was because there was like no reference to anything in the beginning of the game. I kind of thought like, really, are they going to take that aspect away? But then they started talking no. about as soon as they started talking about, you know, the thing. I was like, okay, I'm gonna see that thing, <laughs> you know. As soon as, as soon as they start talking about the place in general, I mean, there's your, there's your, oh shit, something's happening in the background. <laughs> right, right. So, but I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I also bought Darkstalkers Resurrection that just came out on PSN, Xbox Live, 360. It's basically an H Capcom's HD remake of the year, I guess, this year. Uh. It has Darkstalkers 3 and Darkstalkers Night Warriors bundled into it. I've just been playing 3 because it's a bit more fun. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of fun to go back and play that game. Realize how much I suck at Darkstalkers, though, really fast. Uh, <laughs> yeah, like, it's like you pick happen. it up after like years of play. Of back at, like, it didn't, the last Darkstalkers 3 came out in like, the 90s, like mid to late 90s. And yeah, it's just it makes you realize like just how hard fighting games used to be, how hard it was actually to combo compared to how it is now. Oh, you mean they didn't have one button that does a combo for you? (laughs) Well, no, it's just like, it was, it's a lot harder to do chain combos, like where you would do, um, like for instance, light, medium, heavy, and then maybe like, like it's a lot easier nowadays to do that. Like the timing isn't as crucial, but links, like linking moves, are like seem to be a lot harder. I don't know. It's just it's it's interesting to look at that and realize, damn, it's not like that anymore. <laughs> nope, been spoiled. Well, yeah, because they've been they wanted to make it uh, more accessible to people. That's to everybody. Yeah, I mean that's pretty much which which makes sense. Yeah, it makes sense. I mean, I'm not a fighting game fan, so I'm not going to bitch about it. But, like, when they do it to first-person shooters, it pisses me off. 
Yeah, I mean, I don't get upset about it really because honestly, well, there's a di- I I'd say I'm trying to think how I could argue this where it doesn't sound like you're like, an I'm asshole. Trying to make this, well, no, I'm trying to make this make sense. <laughs> like, come up with a reason why like it doesn't bother me for fighting games, but it does bother me for shooters because I feel the same way you do, and I do, now I'm like. Wondering, like, why does this not bother me for fighting games? Maybe you just don't care enough. I, 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 for me, it's because I don't care enough. Maybe. Let's go with that. Let's go since nobody has a better answer. I just don't give a damn. (laughs) Yeah, let's. Mikey doesn't care. (laughs) I just don't care. Okay, he doesn't care. But um, yeah. Well, what else were you playing? Anything else? Are y'all done? Fire Emblem and League of Legends. That's about it. Hmm. I thought League of Legends should be on your unmentionals by now. It is. It should be. Actually, we're going to call it my unmentionals by now. Yeah. Because that's the case, Nick should be talking about WoW. I should be talking about StarCraft. Uh, actually, I did talk about WoW, but I only mentioned that because it was the, the new patch last week. Oh, cool. So I get to mention every new patch and lol and every new character that comes out now. That's a negative ghost, do rather. New, how often do the new patches? They do patches like every two to three weeks, and then they do new characters like once a month. Yeah, see, nah, like, they do wild patches, like, whatever, like, two or three months. Patch is mm. a patch. Yeah, but these are, they're big events. Uh, we, we get trailers. We get a trailer. We get trailers, patch. too. We get trailers to display all the changes with each champion. Mikey is just trying to beat you in everything right now. It's like, uh, <laughs> we get trailers, like, too. We yeah. get trailers for new champions coming out. I mean, what do you... What do you want to... Well, they're not to... Blizzard trailers. Blizzard trailers are, like, the no, best thing Blizzard ever. Blizzard trailers are fucking movies. Like, yeah. They yes. making games make a goddamn StarCraft movie. Oh, uh, yeah. Our trailer had Iambic Tetramed. Not a Tetramid. WoW movie. A StarCraft movie. I don't... I'd rather see a StarCraft movie than a WoW movie. Sorry. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I can agree with that. Hey, you, know what? Actually, you know what? Fix, I, you know what? fix Diablo. Wow. Make me a Diablo movie. That's good. What did you just say, Nick? I said I actually agree. I kind of feel like... I don't know. I, I feel like that WoW is too... It's too expansive and it's too personal for, I think, a movie to work properly. Okay, that's true. I'll give you that. Uh, that That's what you had, Mike? All yeah, done? That's, that's pretty much it. Okay. I just wanted to make sure you were all clear because I'm going to talk about StarCraft. And oh, I, do, I need yeah. to make sure everybody's all done before I start talking about StarCraft. <laughs> I was going to say, here it comes. I'm, gonna, I'm just going to get my little Chipotle bowl here. I'm going to sit down. I'm just going to listen to Jarrett's story. Okay. <laughs> all right, so. I'm with Jarrett. You know what? I'm actually going to start with Tomb Raider because that's going to be the shorter of the two. Um, I, I also finished Tomb Raider. I was not really surprised by the ending. Um. The last boss fight, like he said, could have definitely been harder. Actually, I'll be honest with any of you. If you haven't played Tomb Raider yet, um, and you want any type of challenge, you need to play the game on hard. Normal is kind of no, just like... don't do it. I made that mistake. Don't yeah. do it. Normal, like, I, st- I started on normal, and I went back, and then I played it on hard. Like, I started from the beginning, like, because I didn't get too far in. But normal is kind of like a platformer with you know, headshot breaks, because that's really all you do once you start fighting the people. Like, you just dist- you demolish them when you start fighting the people on normal. And and, on, and be honest with you, though, on hard, it's not really hard. It's what I would consider normal, or what normal should be. So, yeah, I would definitely um, 
play it on hard if I was you guys. I really enjoyed Tomb Raider. Um, I did feel actually I'm in the process of writing a review for it, but um, I do feel that all of its features were not um, balanced throughout the entire game. Like it still has the the pillars of Tomb Raider, which are platforming, puzzles, and action. Okay, mm-hmm. but it ba- but it's different because in regular Tomb Raiders or you know Tomb Raiders that we know, you're looking at uh platforming first and equal puzzles, and then action being like a distant second or third from those things. You know, because action in Tomb Raider was never good. Now in this one, action is definitely the forefront. Absolutely. Yes. Um, followed by platforming, which platforming doesn't get good until later in the game, and that's probably because of the way that they give you it's, your supplies and tools and things like that. And it's not really platforming, it's uncharted platforming. Exactly, he's absolutely right. It's like, it's that style of platforming. It's 3D, 3D, 3D platforming of that caliber. It's not like Sly Cooper or Ratchet or anything like that, it's uncharted yeah, platforming. Mario would high, spit on this thing. They over. How do you feel about the overdoing of the white? overdoing of the white like have you noticed like white was always the thing that guided you and it was just like they didn't even give you time to like figure out where you were going there if you saw white you knew instantaneously go that way and like there was just white everywhere um i kind of didn't notice that like white kind of signified you can latch onto this you can burn this but sometimes they put it in a lot of areas where you wouldn't just see it automatically. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like you you kind of have to look around for it. I mean, it was a good use of color to guide the player, but it just seemed like... And I'll be honest with you, well, that's another thing. I, I know what you're talking about when you say white, but on my television, it is not white because I turned down my color like they wanted me to. So I don't know if you actually did that or not. I turned it down, but like it was... Like, I didn't turn it a lot down. Like, I did, like I, I said, make it to where the sim- the sign is, like, barely visible. And I think so. that's the thing. Like, your interpretation of barely visible may be different than my interpretation of ba- barely visible. Possibly. And that's Maybe been, that's why I was, like, seeing, like, white everywhere. Right, yeah. Like, I mean, give, like, the white cloths and, like, the, the, fra- the, the, uh, the crag rock. I can totally see them being, like, a white with the normal color on. But when you take it down, it's not that visible. Um, the thing I did appreciate, one of the things I appreciate the most about the game is they did not hold your hand with puzzles. I mean, no. if, you, if you just sat around for a long time, they might throw you a hint. But there's that one puzzle where you have to throw this gas canister through this, um, through this, uh, this hole in the yeah. wall. And then you have yeah. to shoot the gas canister so it'll blow up and, like, blow this gas up they don't tell you any of the stuff basically you go into a room you see these these lamps on the ground they don't even tell you to pick one up they don't if you walk near one it shows you that you can pick it up but they don't tell you you have to pick it up so once you pick it up then it shows you the 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 thing the thing that you know you can throw it like the arrow thing doesn't give you a tutorial or anything like that it just expects you to use your common fucking sense and see that oh okay i can throw this thing and then when you put one and two together that's how you figure it out. Yeah, I just, I still, well, I do agree. I'm glad they didn't hold my hand, but I think they didn't need to hold my hand because I thought the puzzles were. If you've played any Tomb Raider or any kind of Tomb Raider-esque game, I felt that the puzzles were pretty baby level. 
Oh yeah, absolutely. That's the thing. I do appreciate that they didn't hold your hand through the puzzles, but not a single one of those puzzles were were difficult. No, like they were all like, like even the tombs I thought were, which were supposed to be the difficult puzzles that you're trying to solve. I was just like, yeah. the only thing I saw in the tombs is that some of those puzzles re- weren't cookie totally cookie cutter. Like they require a certain amount of speed. Yeah, well, that's one of the more speed challenges, and I mean, that's cool. There was only one time in the game where I kind of had to, like, though, I had to stop, take a moment, and just look, like, because I wasn't looking at the puzzle this right way, and I only had, like, one of those instances where in normal games where I have this, I normally have, like, one or two or three, where I have to just stop and, like, look around for a minute. Right. And it was, like, one of the final puzzles. It was, I just, I didn't look. I didn't look at the angle just right or something, and I had to go back and move to a higher place to figure it out. Right, yeah. Yeah, this game, it, like, it definitely... That's why I put the puzzle second. Like, it was definitely not on par with the action. Mm-mm. Oh, sorry, I put the puzzle third. It definitely... It's not on par with the action or with the platforming. And even the platforming, like you said, it's like Uncharted-style platforming. You know, you really if you go if you can you basically connect from place to place like you really don't have any danger platforming of, has become connect the dots yeah pretty much you don't have any danger of falling or you know your your failure is going to kill you well it's just like you don't have any danger but it is not a big danger as as long as you make sure you press square at the right time you're fine yeah and like, the that's the thing like it definitely like it got much better toward the end and I, that's because of the equipment she has, so they can challenge you in different ways. Yeah. But before that, it definitely was not a uh, uh, something big. It was basically just a break in the action. So I, Tomb Raider is good. I liked it. Still, throughout the entire game, no, she didn't sound like she was having an orgasm when she was getting hit. Uh, she actually sounded like she was in pain. Yeah, no, she. they didn't beat the crap out of her. Actually, I didn't feel the need to protect her at all because she was smirking. Yeah, she went from victim to savior rather quickly. I thought. Yeah, she yeah she was just yeah she definitely she picked up she picked it up really fast and was able to kill very fast. Yeah. You know, so yeah, like that that scene I think could have lasted a little bit longer and there could be a little bit more. Other than and then she turns into like a fucking like mow down people with her bow in like ten seconds. It's just ridiculous. A little yeah, ridiculous. definitely. Uh... If they were going for the oh woe is Laura, she's like this helpless little girl. She turned into like killing crazy rather quickly. Yeah, yeah. She 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 turned to a she got a you know acquainted with a very fast. And turned to a killer very quickly. <laughs> and you know what game that reminded that me and uh, Rand, my boyfriend Rand, we were talking about, and we were like, this is like a third person Far Cry. <laughs> like, that's like, I like can... we were just looking at it, and we were just like, yeah, this is Far Cry 3, only third person. <laughs> that, I can okay. definitely, I can totally, totally see that. Totally see that. Um, But, yeah, good game, I'd recommend it. Uh, however, the game to get Heart of the Swarm. <laughs> you want to talk? You want to talk about Blizzard making movies, dude? Like the cinematics in Heart of the Swarm are just incredible. Not just from the shit that happens, but from the emotion that you see on the faces, the dialogue, the voice quality, all that stuff. It's 
excellent. I from, from oh, I I love that game. I, I I actually woke up two hours early for work on Tuesday so I could just play just play a little bit, you know, before I go to work. <laughs> and um, yeah, it was very 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 satisfying. I I do like it a lot. Um, some major changes in how the multiplayer works. I mean, the single player is always its own experience because you get units and you, you approach scenarios that you would never approach in multiplayer. So that's good. But with the with the multiplayer, the uh, there's a couple things that have changed that are going to change the way people play. Like um, siege tanks don't need to be researched anymore. Reapers can be made right away after a barracks is made. I haven't played Terran, but this is what I was told. Protoss have a a uh, flying unit that's made specifically to harass mineral lines. And actually, that shit needs to get nerfed. It's way too powerful. Before I even had a chance to destroy it with, with like, a defensive, like, let's say, air turret in my base, before I even had a chance, before it got destroyed, it took out almost half of my mineral line. It's ridiculous. It's too much. Too much. But Zerg, like, I, I'm a Zerg player. Most people know that. Um, but as Zerg, from what I can see, most of the changes they made for us are just to help us, I guess, defend better. Like, we do, we, we got one new attack unit. Or, sorry, not one new attack unit, but um, we got one, uh, you know, the units that we did get, they either just assist or they are like a siege unit and need to stay back. You know, they we they didn't give us too much in terms of new units, but Terran got some nice stuff. Protoss obviously got some nice stuff. They Protoss probably has they like their their air has been like fortified. And um Well, oh. weren't they were how were Protoss back in StarCraft two original? Because I always heard stuff about Zer the the Terran and the Zerg, but I never really heard much on Protoss's end. Um Protoss's they they were always a strong race. That was the thing, like that was their advantage, like, almost every unit they had was very strong. Like, a Zealot could sit sit there and easily take out four or five Zerglings before it dies. Mm. You know? Um, stalkers are no joke. Like, there's, besides Immortals or um, Marauders, there's really no good way to take out a bunch of Stalkers. You know? That's the thing, like, yeah, so they, they, they everything they have is strong. They Every unit they have has a shield, on top of their health. So that was like the the advantage of their race. I personally don't think they needed to have a unit that can go harassment or alliance early. Like that's like overkill to me for them. They're already really fucking strong. Why do they need to harass? Zerg is a different story. Zerg basically has like very little defense to put into their base in the beginning of a, of a game. So their defense is offense, you know? Offense that can be blocked easily by Terran and can be uh, minimized by Protoss. So uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, they're not going to get rid of any units, and the it doesn't shift the balance so much, but it makes for some annoying situations. Yeah, but uh, so far I'm loving the game. I like it a whole lot. I thought I was going to have more to say about it, but I forget nobody here plays StarCraft, so it's not like we can have a really a real conversation about it. <laughs> Just me sitting like, oh my god, it's so great. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. If if I had something that, could, that was actually clever to add, I would. But unfortunately, I really can't speak to StarCraft because I don't play it because I'm not really good at it. And I 
I tried to get good at StarCraft, but I ended with failure over and over again. It's one of those games that you actually you have to play it. Like, you know, of course, when you first start playing it, you're not going to do so great. But you have to continue to play it, and you'll learn. Like, it's a learning curve, and you, you will learn. See, yeah, and that's how... And then that's the other problem I have with this. It's one of those games that I have to time sink into, and then I've got... A bajillion other games I have to time sink into to get good at them as well. It's less of it's less of a time sink than League of Legends. I'll tell you that shit. Well, yeah, well, like Elite, well, obviously it's going to be less of a time because you don't have to spend forty minutes per match. Probably, well, I imagine I, a StarCraft matched about like twenty minutes. If that, if that, like me and my partner, we were playing and like we were wrapping shit up in like ten fifteen minutes, whether it was a win or a loss. The only time I, we always say, like the only people who have forty minute matches in StarCraft are bad players. <laughs> like, so know. my matches will be as long as League of Legends. Um. <laughs> <laughs> when you're when you're playing like two v two or three v three, like you really don't have super long matches like that. Like twenty twenty five minutes, maybe even thirty minutes. You know, thirty minutes is a long match in StarCraft. You know, yeah, League is like default. You're at least playing twenty. That's on a, that's on a really short match too. Like that's if they surrender. Yeah, like, <laughs> like, right, like yeah, surrender at twenty. That's that's the, like, twenty Star- minutes is the mark you can surrender at. Like StarCraft, like some people will just stay and stick it out, but most people they'll be like, okay, he has this, I have that, and then you basically project the rest of the game in your mind. Like I have nothing for this guy. I'm done. You know, basically, GGs. yeah, GGs. Like that's that's just the way it is. Like I have nothing for him. I'm finished. So yeah, like, and then they quit. So most of my most most StarCraft matches do not end with you destroying somebody's base. It just ends with somebody being, "Oh, okay, see ya." <laughs> like, like, good game later. So, hey, if anybody plays StarCraft and they want to get together and play, just like leave a comment on anywhere because I check all those places and leave me like your uh, your name and your uh, ID number or your character number and get together we'll play because i'm always looking for somebody to play starcraft with uh but yeah that's pretty much all i've been playing i didn't even get a chance to play insurgency um last week but i did get a chance to write a preview about it which is on the site now so you can check that out if you're interested in insurgency but at least i got to play something because people who bought sim city a lot of them have not been playing anything Nice, <laughs> very nice. Best transition ever. I think we should just end the end the show right there. End the show. Now we made the transition. We're done. This never happens. And that was off the top of the head, dude. Nice. <laughs> that right there was off the top of the head because it's a damn shame. What it's a damn shame what's been happening with SimCity, man. Like you, you have people who bought that game, and to and right now it's been out for a week. People still still cannot play that yep. game. And, and the people handing yeah. out refunds. Yeah, and like the people who can play it aren't even playing the full game because EA had to disable a whole bunch of features just to stabilize the servers. But the 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 thing is, the features that they disabled though, it was all like the leaderboards and and all sort of a lot of the extraneous social stuff, which it's just funny because that's those features were one of the arguments that like oh, but this is why it needs to be online, so it has all these other you know super features that are great. That they were what, some of the first things to get axed when, you know, the servers came crashing down. Oh, yeah. How about they axed DRM? Maybe it'll actually fucking work. Yeah. See, they don't call it all DRM though. It just it just has to be played online all the time. 
Yeah, I'm pretty sure there's something going on there in the yeah. background. It's funny because they said the same thing about StarCraft. Like, even the single player for StarCraft was not available offline at first, and then they finally added it. You know? When, the, oh, sorry, go when, ahead. Did, when, did, when did that happen exactly? Ooh, I can't even remember. It was a, it's been a long time. Like many, we're talking many, many years. Well, years at least. It's been, StarCraft's been out for about two years or over two years now. Yeah, uh, I remember. Wasn't there a big tournament, and then like something happened, and like every, like it disconnected, and then everyone's like, "This is why we need land play" or something. I don't know. I can't remember if that's what happened. I just remember I was I uh, was playing one day. I lost my internet connection. And boom, it said, do you want to play offline? Hmm. So, but yeah, they, before they did not necessarily do that. It was just kind of like, oh, you're offline? I guess you don't want to play video games at all, huh? <laughs> all right. But, uh, yeah, so people, actually, yeah, another thing that's been happening to the people who actually can play the game uh, is that their cities have been, be, have been corrupted. In some cases, like, they'll spend all this time building the city and then it'll corrupt the next time they log into it. So that's another problem that they've been having. So even even if you can play the game and you don't mind the features being, you know, nerfed, even if you can play the game, you don't mind the features being nerfed, you're still getting fucked in that way sometimes. You know, know, that's, I think, one of the the concerns, I think, because, you know, we've, we've talked about, you know, the future of cloud gaming and stuff before. But I think one of the concerns that, that's never really brought up is, is sort of the integrity of the data. Is that, especially in a game like this, where you have a lot of, well, allegedly you have a lot of calculations traveling up and down the network. Um, there's a lot of opportunity for those calculations to become impacted. And especially now, you're relying upon the, you know, the, the, the cloud, in this case EA, to provide secure data and store you know data storage for your you know for your city and you would normally think that that's the kind of thing that would be protected like you're not going to say like hey we'll we'll save your games up here and you know and we'll make sure that they're available and and make sure that that's all covered um but apparently not (laughs) apparently that's now a legitimate concern that you know your save data is at risk because at least at least if again with an online you know with an offline game you know it's on your computer you know that you know the software works and unless like something happens to your hard drive which you can control as far as you know, protecting it, or you know, if you're not Backing throwing it your computer up, around, like that, yeah, exactly. Then, then you know, primarily at that point, the, the 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 security of your data is on you, and you assume full responsibility for that. But now you're just assuming that EA or whatever company is going to be able to to manage that, and they're showing that they can't. Yeah, they're pretty pretty much like, oh uh, yeah, that I mean. Yeah, you're right. When when the data is on your computer and it's on you, it just feels different. Like if something happens, like oh, you know, my hard drive corrupted or or whatever, and it, it's a different feeling than something that's completely out of your control. Like you know, when it happens to EA, it's so much more frustrating because there is nothing you could have done about that and, and at the all. Thing, the only thing too is you you expect that as a, as a corporation that, that's providing a service, you'd expect that they would have certain protocols in place to, you know, make sure there's a backup to the backup to the backup. And I mean, I know... No, they, I just, they just plan that everything's going to work perfectly. <laughs> I, <laughs> you're, you're, you're not wrong. <laughs> you're that's not the wrong sad part. Really, I know. I mean, the whole nature of this launch really makes you wonder, like, how... Like, wh- how did they not see this coming? That, that I mean, we're... Were the pre-order numbers that low that they just got swamped? I know, I know. I saw one report where they said that 
once the game launched, they were getting a lower number of cities per realm than they had in the beta. So that, of course, you know, that meant, you know, I guess because the players were more sparse, it required more hardware to support because you needed more realms. But it just seems it, it just seems that. I, I don't. I don't. I feel like we like this. This isn't a surprise. I feel like the players should have seen this coming because I mean, even we saw Blizzard with Diablo three. Blizzard, a company that we all generally respect and love, and they couldn't even handle that. And now, EA, a company that we don't respect and love, <laughs> you know, basically doing the same thing. And I, I don't think it's quite to the same degree that the Diablo was, at least numbers wise. I don't think SimCity sold as much as Diablo did, but but f- fundamentally, like somebody didn't do their job. That is true. I mean, like, for... I can't imagine that the pre-order numbers were so low that they couldn't expect this load. Like, it just feel, it feels like they didn't prepare enough. You know? Because it's not like this broke records. I didn't hear anything about record-breaking sales for this. That's because everything else was breaking, so... <laughs> <laughs> that is true, like... As I didn't hear anything about record-breaking sales or, or even high sales numbers to begin with. So, you know, let's say, I, I'm curious to see how did people get the game. Because if most people bought the game digitally, that's one thing. Like, you know, for example, I only pre-order stuff on Steam if there's, like, um, a, like a, a pri- not a prize, but, like, a promotion. Like, oh, pre-order Deus Ex, get this gun in Team Fortress 2. Get this hat. Like, I'll do shit like that. I'll pre-order a game for stuff like that on digitally. But other than that, there's really no reason to digitally pre-order a game. Unless they're giving you some type of perk. You know what I'm saying? But with, um... In terms of, like, if it, if it's still sold, like, through retail, you know, those numbers are easily trackable. GameStop won't even bring in extra copies if the, if the pre-order numbers are low. Like, one. Like, one copy. <laughs> Yeah, like, exactly. Like, I was actually, I I called a few GameStops in my area to see who, like, you know, if any of them was going to get the collector's edition of StarCraft 2, because I thought about it on a whim. I was like, huh, let me, I'll, let me, I'll spring for the extra, get, like, you know, the book and all that good stuff. And not a single one of them had it. And then, uh, you know, one of them had the gall to say, whoa, you should have pre I'm like, it's not a need. It's just a want. I was like, I'll just get it digitally. It's not like I'm going to be, it's not like I'm not going to have the game. I just won't have the extra art book. Well, even yeah. then, you could probably get that off Amazon or something. Exactly. Exactly. He needs to get with the times. But anyway, um, the, like, you know, with Best Buy, GameStop primarily, I would say, the, those, they can easily have tracked, this is how many people pre-ordered yeah. it. Yep. And this is how many copies GameStop is more likely going to have. But you can't tell me, like, I'm just going to use some 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 low number, like, I'm not going to random number. Let's say you, you can't tell me that 100,000 people pre-ordered it and then 500,000 people bought it. And if anything, shouldn't you be projecting a high number anyway, like, just to be on the safe side? Especially on a launch day, week, month. They should have had as many, they should have had as many servers up as possible and then lowered the numbers down if need be. That's what should have happened. You know, fundamentally, that's what what they should have done, and I, I I mean, I agree that that's sort of the premise. But at what point do they do the, At what point does it become fiscally, I guess, more fiscally responsible to not 
not be able to cover all that. At what point do you say like it's only prudent for us to have X number of servers? Because I mean, once you spin up a server, you're, you know, presumably you you know you, you have it running for the foreseeable future. At some point, the initial d demand of the game is going to go back down. It's going to stabilize. And so, at what point do they say like well, we're just going to cover what we expect the game to be doing, not at launch because launch is just going to be crazy. But maybe two weeks later, whatever the player base declines to, that's the level of service that we'll provide. And so that's what we're going to spin up. And then everybody who exceeds that, they're just screwed. Well, and that's what happened, apparently. It, <laughs> it, and I, I, guess the, I guess what I'm saying, at what point does the cost – because you're still – I mean, the one luxury they have is everybody who's bitching that they can't play already gave them their $60. And, mm -hmm. I mean, they might – I mean, they might be getting now a free game from Origin. Um, which I don't know if Whoop there's any do. restrictions on that, but yeah, it's well, uh, I don't, it's it's uh, what, you know what it's going to be a outside, shitty small game. Well, here's the thing. Well, but here's the thing. Outside of a full refund, what what really did we expect them to do? I mean, this is this is this is more more reparations than Blizzard gave for Diablo three, and it's really this is online. Uh, maybe it was not a to much the same bigger degree. mess than Diablo three. It was much, but that's also true. But but EA also mishandled this because for the first few days they really weren't saying anything. They were just like there there are no issues, or they really didn't they really didn't even acknowledge the problem until what like the second or third day and third and day now, like the Thursday, oh, yeah. Only uh, only in the last over the weekend, I think we I started seeing some interviews from uh, the head of Maxis, uh, starting to talk about what they were doing. Um, Blizzard, at least, they were on top of that from the get-go. That you know, I mean, you know, the service was down, but at least they were giving updates and keeping everybody informed. Like, hey, we know it sucks. We're working on that. Right. And I mean, they they get credit for that. But I was going to say, no, I think a free game. I mean, that's that's something that we saw like with uh, the, the the Sony hack of the PSN. That uh, I mean, there they gave uh, what access to plus, and then I think two free games actually. Well, let's not even use that as an well, example because uh, their yeah, gifts those a... those gifts were shitty too. Yeah, those gifts for shit. Compared well, to, for the for the problem that it was, come on, the, the credit cards being stolen is a whole other level than game broken. Yes, yeah, but I guess I'll, I'll I'll give you that. But I guess that that's my point is that this is a lot more at least a free game. That's I mean, what's the precedent for this? Is there a precedent? Or well, refunds should be the president. But how do you refund? But how how do you refund a game? Because fundamentally, once this is all fixed, you're gonna get your sixty dollars worth of value in the future, just not I now. I don't want it. I don't want it though. Exactly. So give you, I don't want to support a company anymore that wants to launch, uh, or at least the developer that launches a game, and it comes out shit, and then says, "Oh, we'll fix it later." I'll put it no, to you like I this. I, I'll tell you what. Don't launch it until it's fucking fixed. I'll put it to you like this. If a developer, for this happened to me, uh, well, if, with a beta that I was in, and I'm not going to mention any names, but the developer that gave me the key, and I installed, and I actually played this game, this beta, and then one day I log in, game is gone. Totally gone. Not, not on my Steam list. This is on Steam. Not on my Steam list. Not on my computer at all. An update had come down and removed that game from my system. If they can do that, which I'm pretty sure Origin has the same ability, they can give me my money back. They can give me my money back. Now, not that I spent money on SimCity, I'm just saying. Refunds are possible. So you're Re saying they give you your money back, they take Someone, the game back, and it's almost actually, like no there's a story that one person did get their money back from SimCity. One person, huh? One. <laughs> there was a story I read somewhere where he got his money back, but... He sent like an email out to the CEO and then to some other people, and he got a reply from some lady, 
and that's too much. Pet. Shouldn't have to go through all that. Should not have to go through exactly. All that. But um, let's see. I, I don't even know. Amazon suspended digital sales of some city. I don't even know if they opened that back up. EA canceled all marketing campaigns, or pa- let's just say paused all marketing campaigns until this thing is fixed. Yeah, they don't want anyone buying it to load down their servers. Yeah, like. and actually today, an anonymous anonymous source that apparently works at Maxis or claims it works at Maxis says that SimCity can totally be played offline. Saying that pretty much Maxis and EA are lying. Maxis is saying that computations are done on the server, and this guy is saying they're lying. Now, to back his point, though, there was a reporter who gave it a shot. It was actually Kotaku Steven Totilo, it looks like his name is. I'm probably butchering that. But anyway, uh, what he did was he was playing SimCity, he noticed that his Wi-Fi, he kept losing Wi-Fi connectivity, and so he just disconnected his Wi-Fi. And he was able to play for 20, or just about 20 minutes before the game booted him due to no internet connectivity. Now, if it was truly the case that the server was doing the computations, this should have immediately kicked him. But it worked for 20 minutes. He was able to put roads down, and he was getting notifications uh, for, I guess, neighboring cities that, you know, if it works anything like... um, Spore works like, you know, it downloads data from your friends and then puts that shit into your game as well. Have either of you played Spore? No, I need to though. Yeah, like if you're if in Spore, um some of the creatures that you come across in Spore are creatures that your friends made on their world. Also, if your friend has a spacefaring has a like a spacefaring civilization, like the civilization can leave the uh the planet then you'll see their spaceships come down sometimes and collect your animals. So it's actually a pretty cool part of the game. Really good so, game. You guys should play it. But, doesn't that just really lead to like a bunch of just like space traveling dicks? No, no. They, it's for research, Nick. It's for research. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, but I mean, wasn't everybody's aliens or like most people made aliens? Oh. Just like giant... <laughs> Supposedly, I guess. I Not me. I didn't make any phallus-shaped uh, creatures. It's a really, really expensive game. Like I didn't yeah. need it. Like I didn't. I got. I got the spacefaring in that game, and that's pretty much. I, it, I, it became too expensive. I remember watching uh, Will. Uh, Why well, can't I think of his last name now? Will, uh, the guy Will that made Wright. the game. Oh, Will right. right. Thank you. I remember watching him. Uh, I think with Robin Williams do like a demo of the game at uh, one of the conferences like a few years before it came out, and just watching that was exhausting. Yeah. I mean, I was totally enthralled, but even that just. To go from the like the little like the little uh like this. All I can think about is just how many space penises there probably are in that game. Exactly. Probably going to do a lot, but there are no space penises in SimCity <laughs> right now. So let's get no, back on track. I want to pull it back <laughs> before we get to start talking about Spore instead. Actually, you guys might want to try playing Spore instead of SimCity because that works. That does work. <laughs> that works. <laughs> but, but um, yeah. So like, yeah, he was able to play for like just about twenty minutes. Before you finally cut off, so that, that, that right there pretty much proves that the game can be played offline, and, but EA does not want that. So yeah, just too long. Didn't listen. SimCity is shit right now. And you, you should know, probably hold off. I wonder. I mean, one of the one of their arguments for the reason why the game can't be played offline is because they wanted it to be a they wanted the social experience to be integral. Or at least this oh. is well, this is hold on. This is what their argument is: is that 
you know, we want, you know, cities in real life don't exist by themselves, that they exchange commerce. Apparently they've never been to North Korea. (laughs) (laughs) They could just send Dennis Rodman. (laughs) No, but... No, and, and, and so it's it's one of those things that, like, whenever anybody presses on that, that's the line that they give, is that, you know, we had this vision of a game that requires you to be interacting with your neighbors. And to that degree, to say that SimCity can, you know, needs to be online to be played, that game that they're envisioning does require online play by definition. But to say that the SimCity that we all knew... The SimCity that a lot of us love, the SimCity that a lot of us want to play again, doesn't need that. That's sort of an extra feature that, for all intents and purposes, can be a checkmark. That if we can just untoggle it and then play their game offline because we want to or because we can't play online, either by our own fault or EA's, um, it seems like to get to that step, that shouldn't be too hard. But it sounds a, a lot of the impression I get is that almost makes the game a lot more akin to SimCity for them. Because I think, uh, what was her name, Lucy, uh, I can't think of her last name, Lucy, the head of Maxis, she even said Look, this this was the game that they kind of envisioned you know, coming out of SimCity 4, that they wanted this cross-regional pollination for the cities to occur. Yeah, but that's the thing, they should have made an option to the player. They should have made an option to the player, and they did not. And that's, that's, that's the problem there. Well, and well, now they're, they're, they're just, now they're eating it. You know, because this is like this is not going to live down. Like you know, you know, give it a couple weeks. If I mean they they can't get this problem one hundred percent resolved, people are going to totally forget about some city. Well, what other reasons other than you know, I guess their idea of what the game should be could they have had for wanting to make the game online all the time? Why don't you have an option to turn it off though? You should have an option to turn it off. Like you shouldn't be forced like, to play online. Like a lot, of, not only that, what makes you like a lot of gamers don't tend to want to socialize with other people. Yeah, you don't want some noob crapping up your city. Like, no, seriously. Like, I, I know. I people who play SimCity normally tend to, from my from my perspective, they like their own little area, securing their own little city, building up their own shit without anyone else fucking it up. So I don't know what the f- they were thinking when they thought, let's make everything social. Yes. Probably because how social media is like dominating our universe, our world right now. But still. People want to break from social media. We don't want social media in every little thing we do. Exactly. Do we? No, you don't. You're absolutely, 100% absolutely correct. So, this, why this, take one of the few escapes we have and then socialize it completely? They did that based off of probably marketing and research data and all that other shit that they like to, you know. To say that they did. Exactly. So, oh. Yeah, so EA has like was are we in week two? They have like I say until the week after packs. It's GG's. What are you talking about? It's it's game over, man. Think so? I, I yeah. think I think people will like will still have will have a little bit of it, but we'll totally be like be totally over it no, by the end of You know what week. I bet will happen? A lot of people will stop fucking playing it and then the people that are still playing will actually get to play it because their servers won't be fucked. Actually, no, I'm I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Like I was thinking Pax is this week, but Pax is next weekend. And yeah, you're right, Nick. End of next week. <laughs> it's it's they have until Pax. I, I, I have to say, because I mean, you know, as we pointed out that this all started last Tuesday, I'm surprised that we're still talking about this. And it's still it's viable. Yeah. That, that this is like, still going on. That this really... I mean, I mean people is... still bitch about Diablo 3. I mean, we still hear the... what what Air 3-0... Oh, 
Yeah, the one was it one three three seven? I don't know, but there was everyone still jokes about the Arrow on Diablo. People are gonna ride the shit out of this too. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. This is even when it is fixed, we're not gonna hear the end. No. No, one, they're still they're still gonna EA's gonna feel the backlash on this for a while. Oh, absolutely. What, one Same thing way I, Blizzard felt it on Diablo. One thing I do want to say though is uh, it looks like the game is available on Amazon again. Oh, it is. That's no. what, it said available now. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. So, so well, they must feel confident go. enough to put it back up there. But okay, we'll see. We'll see what happens. We'll see. I, I want to know when the game is fully operational again, and then then we'll talk to see who's playing it at that point. So, uh, but moving on from that topic, that definitely took longer than I expected. But um, talk a little bit. That's, that's what EA said, also. <laughs> <laughs> and so, uh, going into the next topic though, uh, PS4 and why it's better than the Xbox 360. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> 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 that was the same 360. And the sure. flame war began. Yeah, no, 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 I'm just joking. But uh, apparently, Jonathan Blow, who is the creator of Braid. Uh, he talked a bit about why he is putting The Witness, I, I believe is the name of his new game, on the PS4 first. It's going to be on multiple platforms, but it's definitely going to be go to the PS4 first and be an exclusive there for a while. So he's probably developing primarily for the PS4 and will port it over to various other places, which according to Sony shouldn't even be a big deal anymore, but we'll see how that turns out. But he's saying that the uh, the next Xbox is not strictly about games. Uh, he says that it's trying to be the center, the center of the living room, uh, and that's yeah. the, basically what we've talked about before. Microsoft business model, like they want everybody to use an Xbox. They want multiple Xboxes in your home. They want you to use an Xbox instead of like you know your cable box, pretty much. Uh, and they just want it to be a, a multimedia device. They want to. They don't want to break away from gaming. Like I'm not saying that at all, but they definitely want to be more than gaming. And Jonathan Blow is saying that Sony or the PS4 is more game-oriented. So, you know, predictions that we've made about the next Xbox uh, looking like they're kind of true right now. And this also says something, because if you have somebody like him who is saying this, and because of that fact, he is going towards Sony, you probably have a lot of other, uh, I'm not going to say a lot, but at least other developers who are doing the same thing, that they see that the PlayStation is more games-oriented, so they are going to look into uh, getting the PlayStation 4. Oh, not, not even getting it, but like, you know, developing for PlayStation 4 first. At least for now. Numbers change everything. If both consoles come at the same time and the next Xbox has larger numbers in general, developers will develop for that as well. But, you know, he, he also talked about his past experience with Microsoft. And he said didn't it wasn't... Um, <laughs> It but wasn't. Didn't end uh, all that yeah, great. it didn't end all that great. And uh, he's also friends with the guy who did su- uh, the guys. I should say, sorry, who did Super Meat Boy. And if you saw Indie Game the movie, you know that that did not turn out that well. well I should sort of say it didn't turn out that well, but they had trouble, even with their exclusivity deal with Microsoft, getting their stuff on the front page. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it looks like right now Microsoft isn't the the go to, or the Xbox isn't the go to platform for any developers. You know the the one thing that I wonder is, you know, again with the the next Xbox still being under wraps to a degree, whatever whatever uh, Blow knows about it, he had to you know Microsoft had to come forth and tell him. Um, 
I wonder, like, how did they present this to him? Because, I mean, we can watch, you know, like a presentation or, you know, especially like if you watch something like an E3 where Microsoft is ostensibly speaking to a more broader audience, like they're going to push their services. They're going to be like, these are all the reasons why you as a consumer would want the console and they're going to put all the features out there. But as a developer, like, why would, like, if, if they're bringing it to a developer or even if he's inquiring about it, like, why are they going to be like, oh, hey, here's our new Xbox. It's great for Netflix. Like, that, doesn't, well, that does nothing I mean, for him. Like he's just going to be like, think... "What are the specs? What can I do with it?" Like, yeah, like the fact but... that he's even aware of the services is 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 what's really strange. Yeah, but because they have services that more than just gamers would want, Xbox might be banking on the fact of, well, maybe we can cut back on trying to impress the gaming community and actually try to impress the people that actually care about these services, and then we can, you know what I mean. Yeah, 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 but but I guess my question is, why is he even aware of it at this point? He sh- the only things he needs to know about the next Xbox are what what do I need to know as a developer in order to make my game work? And if they're saying like this is nope. your Netflix integration, this is your Hulu integration, like how does that help him? Because his game, I mean, I'm gonna go out on him here and say that it's because of the menus he sees when he turns the dev kit on. Ah. Uh, that's just a guess. And if any developers listen to this, first of all, tell me you're listening because I will just <laughs> faint and be happy. But anyway, just to, you know, let me know if I'm right or wrong. Like, it, that's the only thing I can think of is that, you know, when you use the, uh, because right now when you turn to Xbox, it's like, buy this service. Look, look at this. Look at that. Like, oh, Halo's over here. Like, you know, like it's, very, it's not very games oriented as it stands. Yeah. So I can only imagine the 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 new Xbox will be the same. I kind of wanted them to just tell us the name, tell us the damn name, really, <laughs> so I can stop calling it the next Xbox. Call it the Durango. That's true. Well, you just call, oh. I'm just calling it. I'm just honestly going to start calling it the 720 until something else comes out. Yeah, well, you know, I'm so the 720 sounds stupid, but they might just call it that. They're like, well, Sony called theirs the PS4. We got to keep going. <laughs> no, I mean. That's true. They would just do an Xbox Two. So who knows what the fuck they're gonna do with the? They should do like yeah, four thousand. What if they actually call it the next box? I don't think so. That that conflicts with that their current be, branding. That'd be so yeah. fucking stupid. Yeah, but yeah. So, long story short, um, our predictions are looking like they're true, and it looks like Sony is drawing in more indie developers. But they were trying. They were drawing in indie developers before, um, because they were more indie friendly. But this is like this is like a different reason. Now that that we're kind of we're kind of hearing about that why at least one of the developer is going, uh, you know, to Sony as opposed to Microsoft. You know. Okay, go ahead. No, I was just saying. I find it very ironic that you would think that Microsoft, with their ties to Windows and Windows being the predominant PC platform, that it'd be very easy for them to really leverage that. And they tried with like the XNA to get people to bring their games over to the Xbox, but it just seems that for as much as that that easiness would exist they're completely squandering it and they're doing everything in their power to just shoot it in the foot that's very true and actually remember that whole uh well we talked about article where xna was being discontinued yeah i read a bunch like a, a bunch of different i was on a bunch of different developer sites when that was going on and i'm reading their comments because i really can't contribute myself and a lot of them were saying the same thing that microsoft really did not push xna the way they should have yeah to make it big and it was kind of like why would you do that yeah 
you know. But they, yeah, that was the thing. Like, if, if Microsoft, you know, Sony is bo- boasting now that because of the way the architecture is, it will be easy to port your games from the PlayStation 4 to PC and vice versa. But, I mean, well, I, we haven't heard anything from Microsoft, but, you know, they they could have, they, if they would have did that from the start with the Xbox, the 360, that would have been so much better. Like, hey, you develop a game for Windows, it works on the Xbox 360. Yeah. As, as it stands, I feel right now, like, the best way to get your game onto, you know, your indie game onto a TV, it seems like that's going to be, like, the Steam box. Yeah. Yeah. Um, About that. About that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That we'll just roll into that topic. Yeah, you just thought that, didn't you? Yeah. We'll just, we'll just roll right into that topic. Um, Valve has apparently distanced themselves from the piston. I don't even want to call it a steam box anymore because mm-hmm. if I do, Gabe might come from the clouds and smite me. <laughs> no, don't you? Re- How, where have you been? Mikey killed that joke months ago. I can't try to bring it back like a zombie. No, it no, doesn't work like, like that. Game. Plus, I gave. Plus, I killed the joke. You can't just try to like. Yeah, you don't have power over Mikey. You can't tell him what to do. Seriously, like, trying to steal my shit? I see what you are. Yeah, Mikey killed that joke. That joke is dead. (laughs) Thanks to Mike. Okay, strike it from the record. I never said that. Okay. (laughs) We're going to edit all this out, right? Uh, No. no. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so uh, apparently uh, the piston, the XI3 piston, you could pre-order one. It's a little bit under a thousand bucks. And (laughs) yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, the pro- there's your problem right there. <laughs> that price tag. That price tag is gonna be an issue. But yeah, so it was. Uh, and th- th- here's the thing. I-, I will say that Valve never said this is this was the Steam Box. Never said it was. They said they invested into this company that made modular PCs. But that's besides the point. Anyway, shortly after it came out, I really didn't hear any bad things about the pricing. Like, I didn't hear too much about it. Um, but Valve uh, told, or Doug Lombardi from Valve told Eurogamer uh, that Valve began some exploratory work with XI3 last year, but currently has no involvement in any of their products. So we know that Valve invested in the hardware company, but th- there's no no evidence that they're actually building anything, w- like building anything with them right now, even though they were with Valve at CES and the Piston was shown at the Valve booth. Well, that's not what XI3 claims, though. Yeah, well, you, you go ahead, since you're already on that ticket, go yeah, ahead and get it. Yeah, in. well, uh, I'm trying to see who it was that, that made the comment. Um, but one of the one of the people from XI3 uh, has been saying that Valve actually uh, went to them and said, hey, build us our Steam box. And so they're saying that that's the whole reason they got into this, was that they were working with Valve from the get-go. And so whatever whatever happened was, yeah, I think it was Jason Sullivan um, uh, from the XI3 Corporation um, that said that. And it looks like, yeah, it looks like whatever kind of relationship was there, and it's not entirely clear because it's devolving into like a he said, she said kind of thing, but it definitely seems that this relationship is soured. And it's not clear where in the last few months that this exactly went south. I'm guess I'm guessing it was when they debuted the hardware and the price point yeah it's and it just like it, it wouldn't sound so snazzy or, or like, it wouldn't sound like a bad thing per se it may just sound like they're trying to keep things under wraps but then someone made this comment he says uh 
In closing, what Valve does or doesn't do with its with its Steam box will be up to them. So Gabe, it's up to you. The ball is in your court. Kind of yeah. like, you know, you call me, I'm not going to call you. Yeah. But even then, like they're talking about, I think uh didn't they show that the the ex, uh, the piston can run uh, Gaikai and uh an Origin as well? Yeah, they, it they did show with, like, that. It defaults with a Windows it defaults with a Windows operating system. Yeah. So Fundamentally, I mean, outside of its modularity and its small size, what does it really offer that a laptop at a much cheaper price does, you know, wouldn't offer, aside from the additional functionality of being a laptop? Well, here's the thing, though. If Valve did make the Steambox, like, any, every hardware manufacturer eats the cost of hardware, with the exception of Nintendo, but Nintendo has been behind a generation for the past, what, two years? Oh, sorry, two generations? Yeah. They've been behind the scope for the past two generations. Yeah. So that, and even with the Wii U, I don't think they're making money on the hardware. The Wii, they're making money with the hardware. The Wii U, I yeah. don't believe so. No. So, yeah, like, I, even if the even if the Steam box cost, you know, let's say $600, $700 or $1,000 to actually, you know, that's how much it should cost. Valve isn't they were gonna eat that cost to a degree. For example, even with the, like the uh, the PS3, right? The five hundred dollar PS3 that was at a subsidized price. Yeah. <laughs> you know, especially at the time, Blu-ray players were like three four hundred bucks. Mm-hmm. You really think that cell processor costs a hundred dollars? Nope. Exactly. So yeah, you like hardware manufacturers. That's just a part of the business. Like they expect to have to. Um, subsidize the hardware. We see how Microsoft is doing it by with their service-based business model. You know, one one hardware manuf- manufacturer that I question as far as subsidizing their hardware. What kind of margins does Apple get? They oh Apple actually Apple doesn't subsidize their hardware. The phone uh the the, the carriers subsidize it. Okay, then I, I bring this up only because Va- uh, Gabe has gone on the record before saying that Apple is the true. Apple's the true person they need to be worried about in in the in the living room space. That's what, yeah. Apple does not subsidize their hardware. And so, the, if you look at something like the Piston, not as a console to be competing with the Xbox and the PlayStation, but if you look at it as like this is our weapon against Apple TV, how much is Apple TV going to cost? So, you can get Apple TV for like a hundred bucks. Oh well, then they're fucked. Yeah, like, <laughs> I think I'm pretty sure it's like a hundred or two hundred dollars. But that's the thing, like that, those are two different sets of hardware. If you're gonna, if you, the Steam Box, you shouldn't even be comparing the two because the Apple TV is gonna run like I, I'm sorry, I don't think it runs iOS, but the types of game types of games it will play would be like iOS style games. Yeah. While this Steam Box is supposed to be able to, able to run what my PC runs. Yeah. You know, so it's like out of it's out, it's out of the league. You know, it's not the same market. It really isn't the same market. Like, you're not going to say that, you know, Ferrari is losing because somebody bought a Hyundai. No. That's the thing. So, yes, it's right. It's, it's, it's not, it's very hard to compare the two. So, so who's, I guess the question becomes then, who's the target consumer for your, your thousand dollar piston? For the thousand dollar piston, I think it's, I think it's somebody who wants a small form factor PC. And here's the thing about the piston, though. We don't even know how it performs graphically. We don't. We don't because I have heard nothing from Nvidia or ATI or whoever makes even whoever even makes the Intel graphics um, chipset. 
nothing from them on how they were going to, I guess, work in that ecosystem. Because, I mean, the Pistons small and it's modular. You have to have those guys on board if you want to do graphics, if you want to do like high end graphics on those machines. For gaming, they have to give you some type of card, some type of module. They have to work something out. They could probably, if they could probably work like one of the uh, the mobile um, graphics processors onto a module and get it to fit into the piston, but they've said nothing about it. I've heard nothing about it regarding the piston. So we don't even know if the piston's going to be able to produce graphics well as, as of right now. Yeah. You know? So for $1,000, that just may be for, like, straight-up computing power. You know, you have a small form-factor PC that can, let's say, run high-definition video, can hold a bunch of stuff, something that you could put into your living room, sure. Like, it could be, like, a media center. Or you could just have a small form-factor PC that you need to put in small places. That's also an option. You know? Couldn't you you actually use, like, uh, I don't know if they still make the iPod Touches... But couldn't you even use something like that? Like, didn't that have like an HDMI out that you could just plug that in and basically get the same media server and the high def features? And I don't know if the if it has an HDMI output. I know the old uh, oh man, the Zunes. <laughs> the oh, Zunes did. So Microsoft has the Steambox killer right in their back pocket. And it's all <laughs> yeah, man, the, the Zune HD man, you could run full 1080p video off of that thing and plug it in via HDMI. Whatever happened to those? Microsoft killed it. No. <laughs> and they, they, I'm so, because I was so, I was very tempted to, I was going to buy one. I and then gonna, I heard I Microsoft. I thought about buying one at one point, too. And then, I, like, especially when I learned about the, it having the Tegra 2 chipset built in. Tegra 2 at the time was top notch. And then Microsoft killed it. And I was like, oh, dodge that bullet. Because you'll never find accessories for it. Uh-huh. So, but. Yeah, I'm curious to see what Valve is going to do. I still think that they're probably going to work with them because who else is really making a small form factor PC like that? That's why it seemed to fit so well because they want this thing to go into the living room, which means not only does it need to be small, it needs to be quiet. Had you heard of XI3 before they announced the piston? No. No, so whoever Valve could be working with, we just haven't heard of them yet. (laughs) That is true. That is very, very true. So I guess we'll, we'll see. Uh, we'll see what happens. Um, the last topic we're going to talk about here, though, is uh, Nintendo. Uh, they got sued over the 3D, the technology in the 3DS, <laughs> and that guy won. Yeah. <laughs> the they, person, they lost. Nintendo lost that battle. So, um, Mike, I know you ran into this. Why don't you t- t- tell them what the prize is? The prize that they had won, that that uh guy had won was to the tune of $30.2 million. $30.2 million. That's how much Nintendo has to give this guy. Plus, I can only imagine future royalties as well. Uh, I, I didn't read. I couldn't. There wasn't that much on the article because it just like got out not too long ago. So I don't know all of the details. Well, I mean, but, Nintendo's not going to pull this thing off the shelves. Yeah, they can't. <laughs> there's know? no way. That thing sells like hotcakes right now because like, there's actually good games for it now. Yeah. Uh, but that's a lot of money. Like, <laughs> yeah, that is just, a lot of money. <laughs> like, yeah, but, I, I don't know what else to say. And it's like, that's a lot of money. 
<laughs> someone yeah, just that guy's like, thank God, thank you, Brain, thank you yeah, so but... much. He didn't even have to make a real one. Uh, no, he just had to build the tech for it. He, had, he like... had to come up with the tech for it, be able to write a patent, and then boom, I'm rich, bitch. <laughs> you know, and I need to start to doing that more often. <laughs> How much does it cost to put a patent in? Because I have tons of ideas. They're pretty cheap, actually. <laughs> That's the yeah the patent system's broken. That's uh, yeah yeah I will say like well, uh, it, it's kind of it kind of sucks because you can just have an idea and then like especially for something hardware related put it down on paper. This is how I'm gonna build. This is how I'm gonna do X Y and Z and not even really build it and you could be awarded a patent. I think it should be whoever has the idea and then the first to build one. Build one. <laughs> you, you, know? you can like come up with an algorithm. You don't even need to like actually like figure out how you're actually going to implement it. And it's like just as long as you like you're vague enough and like you know something goes to something goes to something, that right there could be a pen. Yeah, it's so. It's pretty weak. Well, I'm not gonna hate on this guy. <laughs> you know, he did his due diligence. Are, are, are we gonna hate on him when Nintendo folds? <laughs> yeah, this is all no. your fault. What's his name? You know what's sad though is that like initially like Nintendo lives off the handheld right now. Exactly. So I mean. Well, no, I mean, let's be maybe serious. They'll come out, maybe they'll come out with a 3DS that doesn't use 3D. I mean, thir- like... <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? 30 million... I, hey, I like a 3DS without 3D as long as it has a better battery. 30 million is nothing to sneeze at, but it's not going to break the company. Oh, fuck no. They made fucking billions. And, of and for all we know, for all we know, they could have seen this coming and made a change to the 3DS that made this patent irrelevant. Oh, now, no, 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 I'm sorry. That servo is on the left, not the right. <laughs> like, so it's totally different idea. <laughs> one, one would hope, but I, I feel like this, this, this isn't, this isn't going to kill Nintendo, but it's kicking them while they're down at the very least. I mean, the, the Wii U is, is struggling, and I think that's putting it lightly. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like, like you said, like pretty much the, the 3DS is all they have. So now not only do they have to pay out this 30.2 million, but then, you know, like as you've also pointed out, they're probably going to have to pay, you know, royalties going forward. So right there, the only thing that might help keep them, you know, keep them afloat for the time being is, is now being cut into. So it's so, not. So what you're telling me is they need to come up with a Zelda to make up all this money. Got yeah. It. Yeah. <laughs> right, But I think the Zelda was also supposed to offset the Wii U not being so well. <laughs> well, that's what Wind Waker, the, 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 re, the, yeah, it's Zelda Wind Waker remake isn't, that's a Wii U game, right? Uh, Yeah. Yeah. So there's your Zelda game to make up for this money, and then they'll throw a Mario game out there to actually make profit for the year. Done. Yeah. Well, I've been saying that they need to just start laying out those first-party titles so they can get Honestly, the Wii they moving. need to, and they need to fix Metroid and not let Team Ninja fuck it up anymore. Yeah, yeah. I, I would definitely say that that's a must. <laughs> um, don't fuck up Metroid anymore that it's already been fucked up. But, um, yeah, I mean, like, they'll... Though I'm pretty sure, like when things like this happen, sometimes the, the hardware developers they make changes so they don't fit into that patent anymore. Hopefully, Nintendo can do that. Other than that, this guy's just gonna—he's gonna be eating somebody else's lunch for I, years to come. <laughs> I kind of almost wonder if Nintendo shouldn't just flat out hire the guy. Well, no, well, they don't need Bring him now. Him <laughs> they, don't, they don't need him now. Like, we already figured it out. <laughs> well, if he's got this patent, who knows what? He, you know, maybe he's got something that'll actually be as innovative as the Wii, then, as opposed to the the Wii U kind of. Oh, just being there. Oh, you never know. 
But yeah, so not a not a good day for Nintendo because that, that just happened like today or yesterday, right? Um, the story went up, I think, today. Okay, yeah, so that's Wednesday. This is Wednesday, by the way, guys. Oh yeah, Wednesday. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Whoopsies. Yeah. But um, actually, we we actually did have one more topic, and basically, it was one of the creators of uh, Take Two saying that a new GTA would degrade the series. If a new, a new GTA every two years would degrade the series, and we were all like, yeah, you're right. <laughs> Assassin's Creed, what? Yeah, um, Assassin's Creed, like, the, enough mm. said. There you Sorry, go. I clear my throat there. Uh-oh. Yeah, like, so there's really no need for us to even talk about that. Like, wh- no. like he we're said this. Yeah, he, like, he, yeah. He's, he said this statement, we think he's right. Yeah. <laughs> so good job on not whoring out your series. Any game series, if it like has like, if it comes out every two years, like it just doesn't have that special feel about it anymore. Yeah, because you could just expect it, like Call of Duty, uh, any game that started coming out yearly, it's it's, it's it, it gets fucked. Like yeah. Assassin's Creed, Call of Duty, Madden. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like at least the sports games have an excuse for why they have to come out every year. Yeah, sports yeah. games. Like, that's a it different kind of story. Makes sense. But, but no, but, but even so, they still tend to run together. Like you really only need to get every other or every third Madden. You don't need to be playing them every year. Yeah, unless you're a bro and that's all you play. I say two yeah. years. Like I think like they should come out with a sports game every two years. And just just have DLC updates. Yeah. I'd... Like for one year, do DLC, and then like, but be programming the next Madden throughout that year. I. I'd be perfectly on board with it, sort of MMO style, where it's like you just like they just continually in- update it, and you just pay a monthly fee to have access, and and uh, and you know they, they'll update the rosters for you, they'll put new features in every so often. I'd be perfectly fine with that. No, no need to have the annual launch day and the cover and all that. I mean, I guess it's part of football season starting now, but hmm. yeah, they're not going to give up that money though. So any no, of those dreams, no. been but you keep dreaming. That's how EA still somehow. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's you know EA. I miss? We, I miss EA Sports big. Yeah, they they put out some good stuff. I, I enjoyed uh well, NFL Street was good. Even FIFA Street was good. Shit. Dude, FIFA Street was awesome. Yeah, I don't NFL even like Street. soccer. NBA NBA Street was kind of good. Yeah, see, see I'm not big on the sports games, so the NFL like the ones were awesome. Yeah, I'm not big on the sports games, but I'd play NFL Street. You know, actually you know who should have came out with an NFL game? Nintendo. <laughs> have, they, have they not done Mario football yet? No, there is no Mario football. There's no Mario football. What happened to Strikers? There's ba- Strikers yeah, was Str- awesome. Strikers was great. Like oh, you know, we won. What's where's the next one? Like I, I kind of just thought about that. Where's where's the Wii U's Strikers? Yeah, they didn't they do for like the no for the Wii didn't they do like a like a sports mix? Yeah, we don't talk about that. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah give us a dedicated game, man. Give us a dedicated well, they game. did baseball and that kind of tanked, but that's because I. Uh, yeah. But they actually, I hate baseball and I like that game. Really? I, I hate like baseball. Ba- I just, I just don't like playing video game baseball. I don't have to just play real baseball. Like this is how I feel about it. Uh, like, no. I really just don't play real baseball. <laughs> it's my my experience with video game baseball is RBI baseball for Nintendo, in that game. That is my experience in in, in in baseball, okay. But um, let's uh, let's see what's coming out. I was gonna say next week or at least soon. Actually, I just had the list up. Here we go. All right, so looks like next week got some 3ds stuff coming out. Luigi's oh. Mansion, Dark Moon. Oh. Uh oh, Bioshock. That's 
Oh, no, I'm sorry. That's not next week. That's week after next. My bad. Don't get me excited. I was about to get yeah, like, what? Yeah. What's coming out next My week? bad. Yeah, next week is just some, like, Trials Evolution Gold Edition Resident Evil 6 on PC. You know, stuff you really don't need to pay too much attention to. Yeah. But, um, yeah, week after that is Luigi's Mansion Dark Moon, Pokemon Mystery Dungeon. I know that's what Mikey's really excited for. Nobody oh, yeah. wants to play Bioshock Infinite. <laughs> you know. Right, Mikey? Oh, yeah. Let me just tell you how much I love fucking Mystery Dungeon. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, Bioshock I Infinite. love Mystery... No, fuck Mystery Dungeon. <laughs> Bioshock. How, is that... how are they still making those? Somebody's buying it. Somebody's buying it. Mikey's buying it in secret. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know me. <laughs> you know? <laughs> he is, like, you know. Yes, because, you know, I, I collect all the Pokemon, and I, you know, go to every gym, and I don't, I beat all the Elite Four up, and I, I master Pokemon, and then I go play the Mystery Dungeons. Because <laughs> you need I that beat fix, the Elite man. Four. I beat the, let's get, uh, I said this before, I beat the Elite Four, and I'm done with fucking Pokemon. Uh, Mikey's lying, he's that Pokecrack in his veins. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Fuck <laughs> Fire Emblem, all I need is Pokemon. Yeah. Pokecrack, <laughs> that's what he needs. Just... Just poking me. Never mind. I was gonna. Never mind. Yeah, let's let's leave <laughs> it alone. I saw where that was going. I was like, oh uh, shit. Nope, not going there. <laughs> not going there. Uh, well, besides that, uh, there's Army of Two Devils Cartel, which I don't know how they keep getting money to make how, those games. How is Army of Two still around? I don't know. How is Army of Two around and we can't get a fucking Project Gotham Racing? Why is Army of Two around and I can't get Goddamn Mirror's Edge? Yeah. You know? Where's my Mirror's Edge 2, bitch? <laughs> I've had three Dead Spaces, and Mirror's Edge came out the same time as Dead Space. That's what I'm saying. You can't even get SimCity to work. Where's my Prince of Why Persia? Are you... Actually, I don't even know if EA is uh, is the publisher. I can't remember. I thought they were. Of what? Army of Two. Uh, they are. They That's are? Another thing that yeah, exactly. Why like, are you wasting... Why, how the fuck are they putting out Army of Two? Why are you wasting time on Mirror's Army Edge of Two? Too. Wasting time on Army of Two when you need definitely need people helping... <laughs> we have it with SimCity. Sim yeah. At least Whatever. in Army of Two, they know how many people are going to be in each game so they can budget their servers <laughs> accordingly. Oh, <laughs> no surprises there. Um, but yeah, so Bioshock, obviously the biggest game coming out in the next few weeks. And that, doesn't that like really end this, I guess, this first quarter gaming season, pretty much? Uh, I guess so. Gears of War, God of War, Tomb Raider. Bioshock, that's everything will you be You know out. what we should do? We should do a quarterly special edition about the quarter. Like, you know how they give their fucking financials? Let's talk about, uh, let's talk about their games. Like, hey, this is what came well, out. This I mean, that'd be kind of cool, because then it would actually give us material to go back on more than just, like, our, our yearly review. Yeah. And then we can actually go back on the quarters and see how each quarter kind of did. Yeah, but this, we just need, I just need time to play Bioshock, so. Oh, yeah, because we'll you're going to be all up in the swarm. Yeah, I know, right? I got, I got, I got universes to save, man. You know, I need to play God of War. I mean, it only take me a day, but I mean, yeah, just keep hitting what? Just was it triangle? Square. Just hit square. Square, square? yeah, it's square, square, square. Some tri, some triangles in between, and then do your QTEs, and you're good. You're good to go. Okay, so yeah, that's gonna wrap us up for this mash cast. As always, thank you for listening. And uh, you can catch us on SoundCloud, which is soundcloud.com slash mash those buttons. You can subscribe on iTunes if you just want the podcast dropped into your iTunes whenever we release it. Uh, we're also on Stitcher Smart Radio if you want to stream it. And you can also download it there, too. Uh, and that's for your Android and iOS devices. You can download Stitcher Smart Radio. 
Uh, we're on twitter.com slash MTB site. We are on facebook.com slash mash those buttons. And also on youtube.com slash mash those buttons. Now, we actually just did a giveaway on our Facebook. We gave away uh, Sleeping Dogs, Far Cry 3, and Hitman Absolution. Um, Sleeping Dogs, the, the winner, claimed that prize. The winner of Far Cry uh, also claimed that prize, but the third person has not claimed their prize yet. And if they do not claim their prize, by Sunday night, I'm putting it back up for grabs on Monday. Okay? Bum, bum, bum. So if you want to win Hitman Absolution, like our page, or if you already like that page, just, uh, you know, keep up with what we're doing, and I will uh, keep you guys notified to let you know if we have any codes for Hitman on Monday. Uh, but yeah, other than that, as always, we thank you for listening, and uh, we will catch you guys next week. Next week, I know I was going to say next week is the last Mashcast of the season, but it's not. Last regular Mashcast of the season. <laughs> then we have the special edition, uh, the pack special edition, the following Tuesday, I believe. Tuesday morning, that's going to be out. So yeah, we, uh, we'll catch you guys next week. And uh, yeah, thanks for listening. Later. Have a great weekend. Take care, guys.